Jerry Norris. Thank you, Pace. Thank you, everybody. Um, that was really amazing. Thank you, Suzanne and Justin. And, and uh, I don't see Cody, but Cody said something really profound that I wrote down. If you guys didn't write this down, I'm going to pull it up so I say it exactly how he said it. He said, your revenue will never outpace your personal development. Did you guys write that down? That was profound. I'm going to quote Cody twice, and then I'm going to say, I said it. <laughs> just, just to be fair, right? Okay. But I want to piggyback on what Cody was talking about. I want to draw kind of a similar diagram that, that he did and give a little bit different perspective of kind of the same thing, right? So if we look at, you know, a graph here, and if this is your revenue, what I'm going to put over here is risk tolerance. And I want to talk about this for a minute. Uh, quick story, a few years ago, my wife and I went out to dinner with some old friends, and we hadn't seen them in a long time, like 20 years. They knew us when we were first married, so they knew a much different version of Jerry than today, right? And so they were asking, well, you know, how did you go from this construction worker earning minimum wage to this real estate guy today? And, uh, you know, I started to tell a story, well, you know, I started flipping houses in Detroit and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, my wife turns and says... That ain't it. And they look at her and I look at her and she says the, the one distinguishing factor about Jerry and everybody else is he has a high risk tolerance. And so in her mind, that was what she saw, you know, this developmental process over years and years. And what do you think that means? Any ideas? What, what is what is risk tolerance? What is that? Pardon? Not scared. Okay. What else? How much risk you can take? How much risk you can take? You're willing to take. Okay. Not not gamble. Not jumping off of cliffs into two feet of water. Calculated decisions. Yeah. So let's. Right. Yeah. So there's a there's a direct correlation, right? So your revenue can only go at the same pace that your ability to manage risk goes up. And you guys have all seen this, right? Like if you hang out with Pace, I hung out with, hung out with Pace all week and we ran around and looked at a bunch of properties that, that Jordan and Anthony found. And, and uh, Pace said to me, we're in, the, we're in the car and he said to me, I want to acquire as much debt as I possibly can. Who says that? Who says things like that? Right? People don't say that. Yeah. And you've got Vina talking about a $65 million raise, right? And Abraham, 40 businesses, buying businesses. What is different about these people and most people? They have developed an ability to take on and tolerate a lot of risk. Okay, so if you think about growing a business, any business, I look at it in, in kind of two different ways. You can go a volume route or a margin route, or ideally both. So what's the difference in a business between a volume model versus a margin model? What would volume be? Who can think of somebody that's McDonald's, maybe Walmart, right? Walmart makes a penny markup. What would margin be? Yeah, Nordstrom's or, you know, so big difference, big, a big difference in your business model and everybody strategically has to decide, like, what route am I going to go? 
am I going to focus on volume or margin? And maybe if you're lucky, you can actually do both, right? Have high margin and do a lot of it. That'd be really cool, wouldn't it? But there's a big difference. I've got a project right now I'm doing in Puerto Rico. I showed Pace this when he came out and uh, we're breaking ground, but I'm all in on this luxury new construction for around 2 million. Sale price in my neighborhood is 6 million. Okay, one deal. Land and build is 2 million? Land and build. I bought the lot for 220, it's ocean view, and it's gonna cost me close to 2 million to build. So all in for 2 million, right? And the, the price point is 6 million. So we call that margin, right? One deal, okay? Or you could run around and do 200 fix and flips to try to hit the same thing, right? So, but volume isn't necessarily bad or the wrong way. A lot of times we want to kind of put one of these in a, in a bucket as the right model or the wrong model. It isn't. It's just strategically you have to decide which model you're going to do. Are you the wholesaler that does $5,000 transactions or $50,000 transactions? You got to do a whole lot less at 50 a pop versus five a pop, right? So the reason why I bring this up is because whatever, whatever route you go, whatever route you go, the only way to continually grow your business is to learn how to take on, manage, and tolerate risk. So let's, so how do you do it, right? That's the question. How do you do it? And I try to look at things like, uh, you know, where you're at and where you want to go. So if, if this is kind of like our, our scale here and, and zero risk would be, uh, I'm going to start with wholesaling because that's a very low barrier to entry, right? Not only am I going to start with wholesaling, but I'm going to make sure I have contingencies in my contract and I'm not even going to put my earnest money in jeopardy. I'm going to protect that. So I've got zero risk. I mean, I'll back out of the deal and, and piss off everybody, and, but that's okay. I didn't really lose anything, maybe other than time. And then let's say, you know, this is a 10 and this is Pace running around, you know, in a week buying $12 million in real estate in Kalispell, right? That's a, that's a level 10. How do you get to that kind of Pace level risk tolerance? Well, first you have to have extreme self-awareness, right? You have to self-assess where you're at. Be real, look in the mirror and say, where am I at? In my, right now today, where am I at with my risk tolerance? If I'm at a, you know, a one, then can I see that? Can I recognize that about myself, where I'm at today? And then what? Then you got to live one step higher than your current level. Okay. You don't go from one to 10 overnight, do you? Now you can, you can progress quickly. I'm not saying that you have to do like me and take 20 years to do it. That's what I did. Took 20 years to do it, but you can progress quickly. I'm not saying that, but what happens when you're at a level one but you put yourself in the level two position. What does that even mean? What would that look like? It's gonna be slightly outside of your comfort zone, which means what? What happens when you operate outside your comfort zone? Well, you, you experience a lot of anxiety. Anybody done that? Yeah, that's the sleepless nights, that's the stress, right? That's the anxiety. Now, as humans, how do we wanna handle anxiety? We want to avoid it at all costs, right? Our nervous system says avoid anxiety at all costs. That's a bad thing. Like we don't want anxiety. And so learning to live with some anxiety, you have to be able to live with some anxiety, meaning you have to stop making that be a bad thing and make it a good thing. Because what happens when you can live with anxiety? Yeah, pretty soon 
do it for long enough. And what happens to level two when you're really at a level one? Level two starts to feel what? Normal. Yeah, all we're doing now is we're normalizing a level two tolerance, risk tolerance. And then what's going to happen if we can, if we can now, we get to the level two and now we're going to put ourselves in a level three, meaning I'm going to start if, if I'm comfortable doing this kind of a deal or I'm comfortable with this size of a company, I'm going to push a little bit out of my comfort zone. It's going to be hard. It's going to be, I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to make mistakes. Maybe I'm going to lose money on a deal a little bit, whatever, whatever that feels like. But then with time, that level three starts to feel normal. And then what do we do? We go to four. Pretty soon, being in a place of anxiety or outside your comfort zone, just the fact that you're outside your comfort zone starts to what? Yeah, meaning if you're ever in a place, this is, where, this is this, I'll tell you the secret right now to, to the Pace Morbys and the Abrahams and the Venus and the people that just continually seem like, you know, the Jamil Damjis, the people that continually seem like they just keep developing and going to bigger levels. What happens with them is pretty soon the uncomfortable is their new comfortable. So what does that mean? It means if Pace is feeling like everything's going great, life is good, my business is humming, everything's going amazing, what does he really know is happening? He's not growing anymore. He knows he's not growing anymore. Because why? There is no growth in the comfort zone. So whatever level you're at, if you're at an eight, a seven, it really does. That does not the point. It doesn't even matter what level you're at. It matter. It's that's not the point. If you stay in the level you're at, and you're living in that place, and the anxiety and the fear and the stress is is too scary, then there's no more growth. You cannot grow in your comfort zone, right? So a plant is either growing or what. Dying. A plant never just stays, does it? It's either growing or dying. One of the two. Humans are that way too. We are not developing if we're in a comfort zone. So strategically now, that means we have to kind of look at life, look at our business, look at ourselves. By the way, guys, this isn't just a business thing, is it? Yeah. You want to grow your marriage? What do you do? You got to push out of your comfort zone. You got to do the hard things. You want to be a better dad, a better parent. You want to increase your spirituality. Does your spirituality, does it ever just stay? No, you, your spirituality is just like a plant. It's either going up or down, one of the two. Okay? You cannot coast. You cannot stay in a comfort zone. So what I want to encourage you to do, and, and just kind of to wrap up here in, a, in the next few minutes, is I want to, I want to encourage you or, or pressure you to pressure yourselves. One of the, I said this a minute ago, one of the biggest things about human nature is... Uh, is we are very un, uh, unself-aware. We have very low self-awareness, right? Um, you can see all the flaws in your spouse, can't you? I mean, you could point those out in a nanosecond. You don't see your own, but you can see everybody else's, right? It takes a lot of character development to be able to look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I at the place I want to be in my life, in my business as a, as a spouse or as a parent or whatever it might be? Am I, can I have integrity? Can I sleep with myself tonight knowing 
that I'm doing, I'm living in the place that I feel really good about? And most of the time, guess what the answer is? No, most of the time it should be no. So if you can look in the mirror every night and you can ask yourself that question, then what's the next question? What changes do I need to make so that I can live in a higher integrity with myself? Right. So as we as everybody in here, I mean, and I'm and I before we got up, before we started today, I mean, this is a room of doers. Like this is incredible to be in a room of people that are not just consumers, not just watching Pace's YouTube channel, but actually going out and doing it. You guys creating a, a huge community in your local market of doers, people doing deals. So, you know, some of you tell me, well, I want to, I want to own a bunch of doors or I want to get into multifamily, whatever, whatever it is. I want to do bigger deals. Start where you're at. Learn how to live in that uncomfortable place. Just slightly, just the next step, step up. That's going to make you feel really uncomfortable. It's going to be stressful. It's going to be anxious. You're going to have sleepless nights, but it's going to cause you to have tremendous growth. Any questions on that? Any thoughts? Face. What's something in your life right now that you're trying to push into a new uncomfortable zone, whether it's hiring new people, taking out new tasks, new businesses, whatever. Where's Jerry at right now? Yeah. So one of those is, uh, you guys, some of you know that I live in Puerto Rico and they have, um, this is my real estate side. So uh, if you invest in hotels, there's some really cool benefits. They give you additional tax incentives. And so this was really funny. Um, I bought my first hotel. We're almost, we're almost done. I'm looking at two more hotels. And, uh, and that night, the day I bought the hotel, creative finance, bought the hotel, my wife turns to me and says, you know, Jerry, you've never, uh, run a hotel. You actually don't know anything about hotels. <laughs> and I turned to her and I said, Oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> Now you tell me, I, I just bought it. Uh, and it's funny because uh, I know nothing about how to run a hotel. So I was telling Pace this and joking with Pace. You know, what do you do when you don't know how to do something? What does Pace teach you guys to do? Yeah, find somebody who does and have them mentor you. Um, so I'm going through this massive learning curve on what a hotel is, what it looks like, how do we bring revenue, what are the additional things to do there. Uh, but it's a really exciting, uncomfortable place. A lot of anxiety. You know, I've got a, I've got a million dollars in the rehab on this building. And, you know, there's a restaurant. I've never run a restaurant. You know, there's all these other things in it. But it's really pressuring me. And I'm having tremendous growth. Right. And so this is a 22-unit hotel. And now I'm looking at two more 30-unit hotels in Old San Juan. And so... I'm now, if I, if I want to continue on that route of hotels, the hotel industry, I'm going to have to continually push myself into those higher levels of learning. Okay. And you're always going to reset, right? So, you know, if, if what I, the reason why I hang out with Pace reason and Pace will say this back sometimes, but the reason why I want to be around people like Pace is because he thinks at such a high level that I can't be around him without naturally changing the way I think about things, right? Which is why it's so incredibly important that you are around the people that are elevating you all the time. I contribute, like when I, if you could say, when was the pivotal moment in your life where you felt like you were living your dream life or you had kind of maybe arrived? I would say it was when I had 100% control over the people I associated with. Right. 
meaning I wasn't in a job. I didn't have a boss. I, I didn't have maybe certain family around me or old friends. I had complete control over who I associated with. And with that power, because that's not everybody gets that option, right? Not everybody has that option. When I felt like I had that, it was incredible the growth that I experienced because I strategically chose to only be around people that thought at a much higher level, right? Your, your goal is to be the dumbest guy in the room. That's your goal. If you can be the dumbest person in the room or girl, dumbest person in the room. And what I mean by that is you're, you're surrounding yourself with people that are doing bigger things than you. It's you can't help but also do bigger things. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Was that guy, guys, was that amazing?